Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Perth to Paisley podcast this season. Episode 133 is finally here, the first of the 23-24 campaign. It's finally upon us, the fixtures are out, we've got friendlies to discuss, some smashing new kits are here, we've got some summer signings to chat about, predictions to give, but you've still got the same two numpties that host this podcast. (laughs) I'm one of those, Adam Kennedy, and I'm joined by Daniel McIver. McIver, have you been enjoying your summer? Miss the Jambos? It's been good. It's been good. I was saying to you and a few people kind of over the past few weeks that this is the first time in my life I've ever not missed hearts. And it's been weird. I don't really know why. Um, It's not like I'm dreading this season or anything. It's just I've quite enjoyed having a couple of months off. Because I was going to say, oh, it's like five weeks. But then Hearts didn't do anything for basically two months. So it did feel like you got a full break. But now it's the first week of the new season properly. I'm sure by three o'clock on Saturday, I'll be as raging when I see the team as I normally am. But yeah, it's been a good summer. How's yours been? Uh, my summer has been absolutely bang average at best. Uh, not not managed to get away. That's what life in Britain's all yeah, about fair. you just wait for you know some nice sun and yeah just sitting by a pool or on a beach or any of that but and it's been not... the wettest July in like years absolute dog shit well, I, th- I thought our June was alright um, yeah June was fine June was alright and then as kind of the pish weather approached Hearts still had yet to make a signing so <laughs> it was like the two things were just coinciding with one another um, but now we're actually you know making moves so fingers crossed that you know come the weekend or come a couple weeks it'll be you know all rosy in the garden oh great um, do I realistically believe that that's going to happen probably not but here we are um, yeah I, <laughs> talking about like the first the first kind of rage moment of the season is it bad to say that quarter to five on Saturday afternoon really is giving me the fear? Like the proper no. fear? <laughs> I think it's sensible considering the football club we both support. And the record of said football club at a certain ground in a certain city against a certain team. Yeah, Last season that's... excluded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Last season was a bit different, but generally it's very, very fair. Oh dear. No matter. Listen... I've listed off all the things that we are going to discuss. I've got absolutely no structure for this. Um, That's fine. My usual levels of prep are, you know, <laughs> here in the new season. Nothing's nothing's changed in that respect. What do you uh, What do you want to chat about first? I think we should start with probably the most impactful thing that happened over the summer so far, and that is the what is it officially classed as the coaching team that is put together <laughs> instead of a singular manager yeah i mean do you just do you just want me to get the statement up sure that's a good genuinely i can comfortably hand on heart say i don't know how to basically like sugarcoat this i don't know how that's to a good yeah it. i don't know how to like i think it's just the best it's best if i read it yeah um, that's that's totally fair why have i just clicked on a daily record article that's not what i want i want hearts but Oh, who cares? Hey, it's fine. Well, just, fine. just somebody will quote it. It's fine. Um, so, <laughs> right. So Stephen Naismith <laughs> has been named as Hearts technical director. Um, <laughs> wink, With wink, all the nudge, air nudge. quotes. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> Frankie McAvoy is our head coach, and 
Gordon Forrest is just is still chilling here. in the background as an yeah, assistant he's, manager. He's just here. He's loving life. <laughs> Have you ever seen Hearts do anything like this? Uh, well, I saw some people compare it to the fact that we basically had this under Romanoff. It was just never official. And Romanoff was actually in charge. Whereas we just had a false pretense of... a. Just complete trainload of managers being like, I'm picking the team, definitely. And then when they left, it was always like, I was never picking the team. <laughs> Romanoff was. I've never seen it that we actually do it within the dugout itself. No, that is... that uh, That's a new one to me. I mean, look, I've been asked about this a fair whack. It's just a loophole in it, really. Exactly. That's all it is. It we is all a- know... Listen, no offence, hearts, but... <laughs> We all know Naismith's in charge. And I know, listen, I think there was one night when, like, McAvoy said something that it was, like, one in the morning and I was annoyed. And I was just like, this is an embarrassment. And then I kind of stopped and was like, hold on. I know that it's funny for opposition fans because it's so different. I think think it's funny for us. It's funny for us because it's the most us thing to do. But... I do not think Stephen Naismith will fail because of this. I do not think Stephen Naismith will succeed because of this. I don't think it has any bearing on how Naismith does as no. manager. If if we suddenly win the first five games of the season, beat Rosenberg or Crusaders, then every Hearts fan will go, see, this is an absolute genius thing. It's worked perfectly. Even though I would have felt, well, if we'd done that, we probably would have done it. Likewise, if we go to McDermott Park, get beat, then get beat against Park Thistle, then get beat in Europe, <laughs> then get beat off Kelly. Folk will very quickly go, This is because of this shambles that we've got of a coaching structure. And again, I just don't think that is. We saw they worked together for those seven games, they worked well. Listen, we'll get to speaking about friendlies. I was at the Leeds game, and it was Stephen Naismith telling everybody what to do with Frankie McAvoy standing beside him vaguely moving his arms, trying to pretend that he was doing in case UEFA had a camera into the game. <laughs> like, Naismith is our manager. And once we get knocked out of Europe, I yeah, imagine this pretense is going to collapse. Then, to yeah. be honest. It, oh, it's, just, it's just funny. Like I, It is funny, like. Objectively, it's funny. I, but do you not feel as though it's like... It's kind of like you say... I don't think I don't think there's any real winner in this debate no. because yeah, like some fans are still adamant that Naismith was given the job too early. Like, if it goes well, <laughs> like who gets praised and equally when it goes wrongly, <laughs> like yeah, there is still no there's still no absolute certainty in terms of a finger to be pointed at. Well, this is the thing, and I think this is where we should start speaking about the actual appointment itself because I think a lot of people kind of just speak about the circumstances and it's almost glossed over the fact that Naismith is in charge like generally because we were like no one knows how strong the links are but Marty Sifuentes kind of seemed to be the strongest one especially when he was asked on live television about it and he acknowledged it Um, I think the appointment generally is very meh I'm not annoyed by it in any way, but I also feel like it's not very ambitious. I think it's now, a cheap option. Yeah. That's, yeah, honestly, that's yeah. what's been branded about, isn't it? Yeah. And by the end of this season, we might be sitting here in third place going, 
it was an it was a gamble that completely paid off. Why were we all worried about it? But we could also be sat here at Christmas and we have a weird vacancy in this coaching team because someone's been removed as we're having a disaster going well, Yeah, going, well, of course this was going to happen. I think the the anger behind it as the summer continued was just the lack of anything from the club. Except weird interviews with Frankie McAvoy sat like a, in a hostage situation, oh, be like, mate. "Yep, I'm picking the team. I'm it's, doing this." It's the Sky one. Like the radio. Like, sometimes the radio silence was better than like seeing the Sky because my toes were curling. I was just thinking to myself, "Oh, like." It, it, and do you know what? It's so stupid. Like it's literally just because there's a lack of a certificate. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally. Exactly. That's literally it. It's like, it's kind of like if I was to mouth off about being a journalist, even though I've got a year more to go. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Be, like, a, I'm not really, but I sort of, I, I am, but I'm not. You're, you're in I'm the, in the process ways. of becoming yeah. one. I'm not, I'm not certified yet. I'm not yeah. qualified. Crikey. I mean, imagine when folk actually do view me as a journalist. But oh, God, we're all... I mean, that's the end of print. It's on the torso anyway, <laughs> but that's it. Dave, if you're allowed into the building, what are we doing? Like, come on. That, that is that is really quite worrying. Um, yeah. So so there was that. In terms of... <laughs> let, let's just talk about the recruitment, because you've kind of alluded to the, the lack <laughs> yeah. of transfer activity. It was the perfect segue into it. Yep. Um... <laughs> When Michael McGovern was announced as our first summer signing with a lack of fanfare, um, did you <laughs> did you think that we could be in for a long summer? I burst out laughing at that. Because what a shame for him. There's no need for that. He should have been the fifth sign-in. Like, uh, oh yeah, by the way, we've si- we've signed Ross Stewart's replacement. By the way, but, it's basically but, uh, equally, I, I'm sorry. I'm obviously in the club media scene now. I can totally see where the admin is coming from. Oh, totally. Had they built it up to be something chronic, and with and it's with all due respect, and it's a 39 year old goalkeeper that's yeah. just left Norwich, having barely played for a bang average championship team. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that they announced been, uh, it in the right way, oh, in as fully. much as just going. By the way, uh, we've signed this guy. <laughs> and it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Stuck in on the sly. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like try try to squeeze your mate into a nightclub, really. In it, you don't want to announce the arrival. No fanfare, but but here we are. I, I love that there was a lack of transfer clacks and, and immediately there were several tweets demanding that a transfer clacks and be <laughs> be included for Michael McGovern's arrival. <laughs> I did. Oh, it's just funny. The reaction from... Like, a lot of the reaction was funny because everyone was kind of, like, having a laugh. The reaction from some was a bit mental when it was like, oh. this is why we're going to get relegated. Oh. Like, what are we doing? It's like, guys, it's Ross Stewart's replacement. He's never going to play. He's mainly a coach. Like, it's fine. He's, he's all right. He's better than Ross Stewart. Oh, uh, 100%. Like I'll I'd rather t- Michael Stewart than Ross Stewart. Yeah, exactly. And I knew it wasn't like, well, this is your business. There you go, we've done it. We've made a sign. <laughs> here's, here's a signing you ungrateful bastards. <laughs> yeah, like I knew it was just like, oh, we can quickly get him sorted, right? It's not a very crucial position. That's fine. Right, we'll work on it. And 
Listen, I did expect us to make an outfield proper signing earlier than we did. Yes. Right? I didn't I expected think one or two, take... given how early we did our business last season. I mean, you look at it, by my birthday, which was June the 9th, Kai Rolls and Lewis Nielsen had been signed up. Oh, God, yeah. That's I a think. good point, actually. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. And I, want, I, and... Want, I want to say there was maybe a third kind of in the works. I feel like George Grant was announced reasonably soon after because they went to yeah, uh, the Spanish camp and then Cochrane was announced ah, that's right. there as yeah, well. That's right. And listen, I, I understand frustration about how long it was. And I think part of it was compounded by the fact that the teams that we view as our competition, namely Hibs and Aberdeen, were getting a lot of their business done early. So we are sat here what looks like from the outside just twiddling our thumbs not doing anything as Josh Janelli gets announced for Swansea and going right not only have we not made any signings we've lost one of our best players our competition strengthening there was however an overreaction I felt from some people being like this window's terrible we're having a disaster it's like judge a window when it's done or at least judge a window when some signings have been made but it's like you say, like couple the lack of activity with the Ginelli departure and it was like, what on earth's going on? And even then, he's a position that we haven't replaced yet. But I'm well, feeling a lot by the time calmer. this episode comes out, we might have well, done. That's what I was going to say. I'm feeling calmer because at least then like targets have been identified. We're in the process of announcing a couple a couple things like the club tweeted earlier on today to, yep. uh, to quote them. Um, but... I, I don't know. It, it, I, I do feel as though there has been an overreaction. And you couple that with, like, Hearts fans are just looking to pick up on everything. I don't know if it's because we're in the 150th year or by the end of the season, obviously, 150 years of the club. Everybody thinks it's going to be some magical, special season. So why have we not got the finger out? But it doesn't... <laughs> like, it doesn't really work like that. Just because Hearts are yeah. celebrating their 150th year... It doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to be challenger for titles or like any of that malarkey anytime soon. So I think we just need to rein it in a bit. I think we'll have a good idea of where we're at in maybe a couple weeks, couple months time. Yeah. I don't want to say till after the first round of fixtures because that does seem a bit late. But certainly, you know, given we're going to chat about the fixtures later on, given the opportunity that's presented itself with our, our start I think there's a real chance for Hearts to to get some momentum going at early doors I, I really hope that's the case and we could be sat here in as even if you say after the first round of fixtures we could go oh god thank god we did our business later and we were more careful with who we picked because look every single signing's come in and done well now you also could that's not ignoring the fact that we could be sat here going because we didn't get a proper replacement for Ginelli. We didn't get a backup for Atkinson. We didn't get a creative midfielder and stuff like that. But we then could be... There's still another month of the window left as we sit here. So it's like there's plenty of time. And the players that Hearts fans have been looking to the competition with might not hit the ground running. And you go, oh, God, actually, you look at it and go, what were we, what we, were we worried about in that sense? Yes, exactly. Dylan Levitt and whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Right, let's speak about that. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's not. <laughs> let's just let's just gloss over that one. I'm fine. I, I have a feeling that's not true. We made it very clear our two very distinctively different thoughts on Dylan Levitt last right. campaign. Listen, I'm alright. I definitely didn't have fantasies of 
he and Benny bring me in a double pivot in front of a back four. I'm fine. Honestly, I'm okay. I will say, I will say, I've got Dylan Levitt in FM for Hearts, and he's really good at FM. But in real life, I've yet to see anything to convince me that we should have gone. Okay. And that has nothing to do, by the way, with the fact that now that Hibs have signed him. Because if you go back last season, when he was at Dundee United, no, you, you've the been exact banging same thing. for a wee while, to be fair. Yeah. To be fair, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call you out like that. And, look, we might have signed a better, younger Australian equivalent, our second summer signing. He's world class. That's seamless. You were talking about the, the, the death of print. It's just as well that digital media's in a new <laughs> smash. Because they've got you leading <laughs> the, the charge. We'll all be all right. But yes, Callum Neuenhoff, <laughs> the Hoff, yep, a sign from here. Western Sydney Wanderers, 22-year-old central midfielder, Australian, like I say, never heard of the bloke. <laughs> but unlike the vast majority of Hearts fans, I ain't going to write him off before a ball's even been kicked. Your thoughts? That was mental. Oh, that, the, the, the reaction to him was mental. It. We are the worst club in the world for it. I saw um, today Theo Bear got announced for Motherwell. And I think only that has eclipsed like <laughs> negative. I mean, maybe Michael McGovern. Michael McGovern. I know, even I was surprised that Theo Bear got that Motherwell move. Yeah, same. Infinity but then I realised that they've barely replaced Kevin Van Veen, so it's yeah. absolutely no surprise. But the reason that a lot of people are not very convinced by Theo Bear is because there's proven evidence that he's not very good in this division. <laughs> Neuenhoff has just had a class division domestically, and folk are just like, no. No, thank you. No. I've, however, seen him play one game against <laughs> champ. I mean, surely championship title hopefuls. Jesus Christ! If they're not, well, who is? I mean, I think it'll be Leicester, but sure. Yeah, but they'll still be like yeah, they'll be in the should mix. Be competing but, with them. Yeah, yeah, they'll be in the mix. And I'm convinced he's great. Good. That's encouraging. That's all I needed to hear. My point. The the. The two signings, I was, I will speak about the Leeds game generally because I was there, Adam wasn't, so it's hard to kind of be like, let's discuss the game in depth stuff like that. And it's a preseason friendly that really means fuck all. But <laughs> the two best players for me were the two new signings. And speaking right. about Neuenhoff, I genuinely don't remember him losing the ball, and I mean that in the sense of both passing. And I don't remember him ever getting tackled and losing it. Nice. He was. I wouldn't say he was like, oh my god, look at this, this expansive passing that he's making where he's playing 40-yard pingers. But he was just getting it, turning, playing the ball. That's and what it, I was going to ask you. Is he kind of the, the tidy... Is he a tidy ball player? Is that essentially... Yeah. yeah. He looks like... He's uh, got uh, the energy of Devlin, uh-huh. but he can pass. I I mean, it, it, it sounds like a crossover of Beningame and Devlin, which... He does. In a weird way, he does. And sign I'm, me up. I'm, I'm excited for it. That's 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 very encouraging. I, does he have a phobia of shooting outside the box? No, he does not, because all Marvelous. goals in his career that he's ever scored have come from... He's never scored inside the box. He's only ever scored outside the box. Again, sign me up. This, this, yeah. is, this is very encouraging. I, I'm liking what yeah. I'm hearing, so... That's good. He was also given agency to get forward. It was really weird. George Grant played left wing for periods of time. <laughs> now, it, I will say, it was a, it looked like a 4-3-3 with a three of Haring, Neuenhoff and Grant as a three. But Grant was on the left and would drift. Right. Because, no, actually, I tell a lie, it wasn't. It was a 4-2-3-1 with Grant on the left because Forrest was playing as the number nine. Oh, That's yeah, what did. was happening. <laughs> Ah, oh, so loads of fucking meltdown about that. That was yeah. quite amusing. Grant, Grant was like a floating 10 
on the left hand side. Alongside Shankland and Oda. Oda, of course. Grant was quite poor, right? But <laughs> colour me surprised. <laughs> Shock horror. But what it then did was allow I don't know if Neuenhoff just suddenly decided, right, we're bare and again, we didn't touch the ball a lot. But whenever we did, it felt like Neuenhoff was like, right, let's go. Come on. Let's push for something. Now, most of the time, it didn't end up at anything because Liam Cooper's face just stood in the way and he just headed everything down. But Neuenhoff does seem like someone who's very happy to just be pinging it about back four and his, and his midfield partner, but then will just happily go, right, there's a pass to Oda. I'll get it out wide for him. Nice. Tidy. And listen... I know what you're like in terms of why look at defensive players that are match winners, why look at Who cares? players that you know contribute to big moments. You just prefer looks at run, head it, kick it. And they also contribute to big <laughs> moments, as we saw, considering we couldn't have anyone head a ball for the second <laughs> half of the season. So the man that we hope will redeem that feat is Frankie Kent, who has put pen to paper from Peterborough United, the 27-year-old. Joining up with the Jambos, uh, centre-half, released out the Arsenal Academy, had time at Colchester, it was most recently with the Posh, has taken another defender who had signed from Peterborough United's squad number. Let's have a moment of silence for Michael Smith. And my bank account. And your bank account. <laughs> but I yes, have three everybody... things on Frankie Kent. <laughs> Is that is that the new is he the new Michael Smith in terms of our four bet? things, <laughs> four things he's taken away my bet and I'm annoyed at him. So actually, let's stick with the negatives. What is a centre half doing with number two? Oh, thank God you said it. What's going on? Disgusting. But then then again, I loved Craig Beatty and he wore number four up front. So do you know, Aye, what? but he's a striker. He's a maverick. He can yeah, do but, that. But the, uh, sometimes MacIver, there's there's no rules. You just <laughs> there should you just be do what you want. <laughs> I'm away from you, that, minging, but you do you, Frankie. The two main things I got now, I personally just thought Neuenhoff was a wee bit better than Kent, but the general consensus was Kent was man of the match, and I wouldn't disagree with that. If someone was like, "No, Kent was," I'd be like, "I understand." The two main things that stood out to me is one, he is fucking massive and can win a header. Oh, he won an offensive answers. header as well. It oh. went wide. But he won an <laughs> offensive header. But it gen- like the Leeds got their first corner. Dan James swung it in, and he won it. And it there was a like a noise around Tankazer. It was like, oh yeah, defenders can do that. We forgot. And two, he is very vocal. Like That's that. his first game. First game against top level Championship opposition, and he was just constantly talking constantly shouting at folk to keep the heat talking at people being like calm down we're still keeping this when there was a bit of frantic energy I think it was when De- you'll be shocked to hear frantic energy and Cammy Devlin said in the same sentence <laughs> Devlin came on and he did his Devlin thing where he was running about like a bomb Kent played him the ball and Devlin tried to turn really quickly and play it and it got caught under his foot and Kent like went up to him, which was a funny image considering the height difference. <laughs> but, height. Yeah, but he was just like, listen. You could see him just being like, "Calm down. We just need to keep the ball." And for someone who's been here ten days, like that was huge, and that will only improve. And again, I feel like we've missed that because obviously 
when Halkit's fit, Halkit comes in. Yeah. Right? All day but, starts. Yeah. Kent does seem in that mode in terms of just a big unit. Typical talk. nonsense. He, he does, however, though, and I feel a bit bad for him because he said this in his interview because I think he thought he had this reputation. He was like, I can play with the ball at my feet. Yeah. And he can. He, he A couple of times he was getting the ball down and Nonto, especially towards the end of the second half, Nonto was just running at him and twice he Cruyff turned out of there and played it to Sibic at right back. So he's confident. He doesn't seem at least I know it's a friendly so he might just be like oh it doesn't matter if I make a mistake so I'll try this but generally he doesn't seem flustered and he seems like he can pass as well nice I mean listen I I think that's a kind of issue that we get in modern football now where players have to be labelled as some type of some type of player I mean I, mm-hmm. I just wanted an example for Neuenhoff because if we're getting kind of a blend of Beningame and Devlin then that's somebody that could light That's up our best us. midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. And this just sounds like a like for like Craig Calcutt replacement that can play yeah, a bit does. as well. So, uh, do you know what? That's that's very encouraging for, for the pair of them. We were record- obviously recording this on the first. It's coming out in second. Earlier today, the club hinted that a signing was going to be imminent. We assumed it was going to be Tagawa. I, 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 I thought I'd literally get the inside scoop on this Japanese bloke. But no. Exactly. So, the two that we're linked with is Tagawa and Vargas. Both forwards. Both I'm seemingly looking quick. forward to them. Both seemingly fast as fuck. So that's which nice. is good. By all accounts, Vargas is a more all-round creative. Where okay. he'll score, but he'll also get assists and stuff like that. Whereas Tagawa is a bit more like Gino, where apparently he just likes one-on-ones and running at folk and scoring. Interesting. I do like that we've obviously had a look at Utaro Oda, tapped into that, and we've sort of got him a wee pal. I, I just, I like that. Why not? It's obviously it's just good that it's we're working like, for the Aussies, and now it could potentially work for some Japanese players. It's just good that we're going to different markets. I know we've literally just signed a guy free Peterborough, but, but again, but... I, I don't think we realise quite how tricky it is to attract from England. Yeah, the mar- absolutely. Like even money. Down in like leagues one, two, and National League, you'd be shocked at. Forest Green Rovers have like a similar wage bill to us, if not more. And they've just been relegated to League Two. Yeah, like it's mental. Mad. I mean, you dread to think what Wrexham are paying in that league as well. Whoa, apparently, Paul Mullen declined like championship money he got to Wrexham because he knew he'd get silly though. Mental. Absolutely mental. But yeah, I hope they both come in, mainly because they're exciting. Like, this is, this is I want to have a Costa Rican. This is my scene, Raj Attackers. This is what I'm, I'm all for. This is like this is like the second coming of Mauricio Pinilla with this Fargas fella. That's, well, that's, this is... I'm right, here's a question vibes. for you. Here's a question for you. I don't know if it's... Who a, was I the, want a headband. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Who was the only... Now, I might have this wrong, so you might actually be able to help me. Oh. Who is the only South American we've had since Pinilla? Oh, what a question. I may have this wrong, but I can only think of one. South American? Yeah. I don't think there's another one. I think there is only one. Unless so I'm forgetting... Mauricio Pena? Yeah, yeah, unless I'm forgetting somebody in like the next season. Because did Velichka what, uh, come uh, before Pena? Uh, oh. Was Velichka South American? No, Velichka was like... No, he was, 
he was Lithuanian. Yeah. Are, right, are you then, talking as a striker right. or an attacker or what? No, no, as just a player. I can only think of one. Igor Ross. Unless I'm Igor Ross is the only one I can think of. Can you think of any other South Americans that's played for us in the last twelve years? Because like championship like team, there was none. We had like Gomez Barabin from Africa, Pallardo and So from Europe and stuff like that. El Hassanui was also African, but no South Americans. Oh, God. I genuinely can't think of it. People, if people That's can go... That's a great uh, quiz question. Obviously, you're forgetting... Duh, 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 like, then that would be great. But I want another South American. They're just naturally more exciting, and especially when they're called Kenny Vargas. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Oh, you've actually, you genuinely stumped me, mate. I'm, I'm still sorry. The cogs are still trying to turn here. I just I genuinely don't think there is another one. If you can think of one, fair play, because I can't. I can only think of Rossi. No, because we've not, not even ever, we've not, not even had other head. Brazilians or like an. Have we had an Argentinian? I, I feel like we have had an Argentinian, but maybe not. Chowley was Moroccan. <laughs> I I just can't think. Or so it would be interesting Brazilian, if people maybe. reply to us going. Oh, there was this person. This is it. We we are trying to crack this whole like, not like other markets, but do you remember like launching the Japanese website? Like this could come in handy for all for Machino. <laughs> <laughs> now now we're trying to tap into. We could have like folk wandering around the favelas in arms kits. Yes. What more do you want? Checking out Rio, and there's just loads of hey. loads of loads of jambos in Rio. And if it's this season's kits. At least two of them are class. Lovely segue, but we have to touch on the departure, surely, because... No, we... Oh, fuck. I tried to avoid it. It's too emotional. How... What? Emotional with losing Janelli? And Smith. And Smith. I'm gutted about Michael Smith. I still think we should have given him another year. He's at fucking Cheltenham, man! Uh, exactly, Cheltenham for a reason. Now is the time for Michael Smith. No. I, I I hate to say it, but now is I the time. I wanted him to retire here. I don't care if he never played again. Just pay him to sit uh, on the bench. Yeah, uh, I know, but that's, I'm not running the football club. It's not my financial uh, responsibility. I don't give a shit. I know, but this is it's, it's sentimentality that gets in the way, isn't it? No, that's what I'm here for. I don't give a fuck if we finish 10th. <laughs> Get Michael Smith back. Get Jumin for Michael a Smith not have been our backup goalie, no? Exactly! Fit him in somewhere, it doesn't matter. Who needs McGovern? Just chuck Michael Smith with gloves in, his back will be fine. I thought you were going to say that you were devastated because the rest is Kilmer, so I'll close away. Well, this is the big one, <laughs> right? In terms of... How have we got money? What? That's what I want to know. He'll now go down as one of the weirdest transfers in recent years just because of how he came, we spent money on him, he didn't really do much, and then he left for. And whether you believe the reports, we apparently made money on him, if which I don't believe. If we made profit on him, then that eclipses any signing that we could make, <laughs> any kit that we've brought out. That is a genuine miracle. I don't believe we've made money on him. Neither do I. I, I we signed I mean, him for three hundred and seventy-five thousand euros. Well, I, I saw on transfer marked that I think the the fee they quoted was one hundred and fifty thousand euros. Now, that's right. rubbish, but. So was he, so... But if we get any money back for a player that we've bought, it's like, that's quite good. Normally, if we've bought a player, we end up losing it for free. Oh, fully. You'd expect him, if he signed a three-year deal, to be rubbish for two, great in the final year of his contract, and then inevitably latch on to a bigger club for nothing. So, we've got some dough. 
Amalri Mata and Joe Anderson where we have to buy a Moody's deal. <laughs> pay, pay them up, catch you after, don't yeah. come back. Yeah. But no, that was that, so that was weird. a strange one as well, though, because it came out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Roy it was just Earth. what's happening. Have they, uh, they were obviously, it's in the second, or Bundesliga's five. Yeah. I'm assuming they have stayed there. Because I can, I can remember they signed big Eaton from Rangers did they not the big, yeah, the big Swiss did, striker yeah. I don't I, yeah. I don't know if any of their other real activity but I think they've been kicking about that league for a season a or two yeah a, a couple of seasons um, so so that was that was a surprise good for him to get back to his homeland and I, I think just, he just, just never properly clicked I think no. there was I think he got a bad rap by some people where some folk were like he's the worst player at the club no oh. he wasn't he just didn't do much yeah I, I, I think everybody misconstrued what I'd said as well and that I, I'm just amazed that we've made money on him I, he's by no means I mean we've seen some right shite over the years he's by no means the worst to have featured for us in the past decade or anything like that in the last decade for me he doesn't even make the top 40 no, <laughs> like, no. we've seen some shite in terms of other departures <laughs> look our, our youth academy has had one or two gems in recent seasons, but for the most part, very poor. And you look at a couple of the departures. Scott McGill, who we both had high hopes for, has joined Wraith Rovers. And Ewan Henderson has finally left to go to Hamilton Ackies. He's 23, needs some games. I mean, (laughs) you're shaking your head. It's no great loss for Henderson. But McGill, I'm quite disappointed. I understand that disappointment. But... Again, it's like, well, he's not as good as any of the midfielders we have. And when you're... It's a big difference. I understand, right, when folk are like, well, we need to be bedding in young players. It's a part of DNA. But at the same time, you're going to have to go, okay, but then we're probably not going to get third. Because in this league, you need to have everybody fit, firing, and good to go to get third in this division. Put it this way. I mean, Neuenhoff is a year older than Scott McGill. And Scott McGill's had a couple loan spells as an Airdrie impressed elsewhere I think it was one was at Wraith Rovers and that's what led him to to sign in there on a permanent so it's it's just it's it's a shame it's a real shame a boyhood fan by all accounts I think his dad's been a a regular go to games so it is a shame I hope Uh, he smashes it like oh absolutely I I don't see any reason why Rovers can't win the championship to be honest I I watched them at Rugby Park actually against Mm -hmm. Kelly uh, in the via play and they were really good Rovers um, so, so that would be, be, be quite interesting nice. to see what they can do actually yeah definitely um, obviously we knew about Ross Stewart Michael Smith and Gary Mackay Stephen and James Hill and Garan Kool have returned to Bournemouth well, and GMS is still here well well is he I, I apparently like... he's just tra- apparently he's training with us on like a month by month deal because he's still going through his rehab so he's a free agent you know in football manager you have to if you don't renew the contract they just stay about until another club <laughs> gets them or you release <laughs> he's them he's over it yeah, he's just here. <laughs> like, he's waiting for somebody to pick him up. So apparently we're allowing them to, like, use his... Visit. That's what I've seen on Twitter. I've not actually seen anything official, but I've seen people be like, no, he's just continuing his rehab, so he's been kept about the place. A dog that we can't quite shake off that's gnawing away yeah. at our leg, pretty much. Aidan Denham's interesting, though, because Aidan Denham was meant to be part of that group that got released, but then he signed a new deal. And that's down to, obviously, Naismith having seen yeah. him in the B. Interesting. I think he'll get a get a fair chance of it. I think he's a for me, he's ahead of Alan Forrest. So <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um listen, we'll we'll chat about the friendlies now because you've actually made me think I the yeah. only the only one that I've have been in attendance for 
was the trip to East End Park as we took on Dunfermline. That succeeded a 1-0 defeat to Plymouth Argyle in Spain. Uh, the one all draw at East End, like I say. Uh, the behind-closed-doors friendly in which we took the lead against Mansfield Town, but then everybody was raging as we lost 3-1 to the Stags. And then we've just had the Leeds game, so quite quite quiet on the pre-season front. Um, mm. But in terms of the Dunfermline game, I was actually impressed by a couple of youngsters. James Wilson, for me, looked a real top talent. I right. really, really liked the look of him. Um, Luke Rathy is massive. And wasn't even a right-back and was filling in at right-back, supposedly. Yeah. It was the talk. And looked better than Atkinson on the day for me. So, yeah. And Nathaniel Atkinson is just the... the he's just... He's this podcast's boo-boy, isn't he? Nathaniel <laughs> yeah, Atkinson. Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, and I, listen, he is right, but I also feel like we gave him credit for his improved performances under Naismith at the tail end of the season. We did, it's just and he's never starting right still, back, so he, he needs to improve. This I saw a lot of people, and like the people I was sat with, were some of them who were really criticising him for the Leeds game, and I'm like, I'm not going to view how he does against Leeds. Against Dan James, with he's 99 pace. Better than like, anything that we'll come up against in this league. Yeah, like that's not how I'm going to compare to it. What I will compare to is how he does it this weekend against yes. St Johnston. It's like that's who you determine how he does well against and then judge him. I still think we need cover for him though. Considering that we're going to have Tagawa and Vargas coming in, I feel like right back is the position that I'm most worried about. Yeah, so purely I'm... because... Like, even taking away my views on Atkinson, that's one recognised right back at the club. Sibic can play there. Yes. I know that. And Sibic did, actually, against Leeds, come on to play right well, back. Well, that's good. At least the, the club are weighing that up. So that could be an option that we have to explore. But part of that was because Atkinson pulled up. He felt his leg and he was kind of a bit like, oh, he was a bit ginger on it. And then they brought on Nonto. And it was like, right... <laughs> We need to get him off because he's got to pull a hammy. Who's rapid. So, even before I give my views on Atkinson, I would say we need to give a we need to get a right back because we can't just go into the season with one recognised yeah, right back. Definitely. But additionally, as you say, I I don't have many qualms with Atkinson going forward. Offensively, he's fine, but I just worry about him defensively, and I think teams will target him. So even obviously this past twenty four hours, actually, we've seen links with. Ryan Strain, which I really don't think hope will happen. That, really hope that that's the case. I, 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 I would love Ryan see it Strain personally, but I'd, I'd love I'd love for us to go in for Ryan Strain. I thought he was perhaps that might might have been a bit strong, but certainly one of the best right backs, if not the best right back in the league last season. And James Hill was floated. I think if James Hill's available, we should go and get James Hill again, like because he was one of the best players under Naismith and he's got he's one of those players where long throw that is legitimately good it's not just one of those players where long throw that you like the idea of it's like no we've actually yeah, scored a it, few goals from his yeah, long it throws did, it did lead to a couple a, a couple chances goals yeah I'm less I'm less set on the hill rumours if I'm honest but we'll see anyway up, up come the fixtures of course St Johnston on the opening day a really good run actually till October yeah. which is brutal <laughs> yeah that October's a fucking nightmare Hibernian at home Celtic at home Rangers away 
our three fixtures in October. I'm assuming that the week between the 7th and the 21st, is that the next round of the Via play? Yeah. Yeah, I so the 14th. So. Or Europe. international break. Oh. oh maybe. maybe. It's basically a competition. Right, okay. It's one of them. I'm going to assume that it's Via play because... That's fair. That obviously then gets wrapped up. That'll be wrapped up come November, December time, is it not? Oh, yeah, of course. That so it must, it must be a latter stage. Um, yeah. But in terms of the first, what, seven, the fact that Aberdeen well, I was say, are at home. Do me a favour, read hmm. me the opening seven games. I, I'll, I'll read, so obviously, St Johnston away, uh, Kilmarnock at home, Dundee away, Motherwell at home, Aberdeen at home, St Mirren away, Ross County away. I think the only two games we should drop, or I would understand us dropping points in, is Aberdeen and St Mirren. I was actually going to say Ross County really. and St Mirren. Because I just think Aberdeen we, we always like... get the better of Aberdeen at Tynecastle, and they always seem to get the better of us. Oh, Aberdeen. it's at Tynecastle. Hi, that's yeah. <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah, um, but it's like nah. If we're even then, we're we might about... come out with a point against Aberdeen. But yeah, not, they, yeah. They probably won't have gained ground on us, and hopefully, Europe will begin to kick in for them as well, which would be really nice. It's like especially that opening four games. It's like we should win all four games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fully, should I, and <laughs> should, I know it's come on. Like a, I know it's come on like at Tynecastle, and they always <laughs> beat us at Tynecastle. Yeah, I know, but we need to. It's like right, oh. we've, we've put Naismith and the coaching team in charge, and, and this is this is how I'm viewing this season. It was like right, Robbie Nielsen was deemed not good enough when he dri- uh, dropped from third to fourth because of the points difference. I totally understand that. What that means is we need to get third for this season to be a success and the management team to stay in charge. And again, I get it's totally different if like the last three weeks of the season it's Hearts, Aberdeen and Hibs and we're all a point off each other and it's like, well, listen, couldn't do it. But if we finish like six points behind third, it's like, right, it's been a failure this season because last season it was deemed a failure as well and the management team had to change. So we need to be beaten St. Johnson away. We need to finally beat Gilly at home for fuck's sake. Like, I know that. I, I feel more confident, probably... No, I was going to say... Yeah. I was going to say I feel more confident about St John's away, given the rotten form that they're in. But it would and, just be I think, us, Yeah, like. I think Kelly will be tougher. I think they will be a tougher nut to crack. Kelly or better? Yeah, I, I think so. Do, do we want to go into a kind of table? Have you got a table? A league table? Well, wait now. Or I shall want we speak point out the other noteworthy fixtures? So, yeah. Also... Now is a good time because we'll be playing them this weekend. I don't know what we'll be wearing to speak about the kits. Because I think two out of the three are excellent. I, I think all three are great. I really do. I, I think you're, the home you're, kit... You're underwhelmed by the home, aren't you? I think the home kit is fine. I don't have any issues <laughs> with it. I just don't think it's very exciting. Like, I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's I not, but I quite like that simplistic ideal. I don't think it's simplistic though. I don't like the bits on the Mosaic sleeves. Or none. Yeah, I do like that. I think it's too busy on the shoulders. Like I think it's but a I bit think it's weird. Just, it's calm at the front. No, that's fine. I'm fine with that. But it's the sleeve. I do like the sleeves. I don't like the collar. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the collar. If it was like tinted white or an actual like yes. polo style collar. Yeah, either of them. I think it's an improvement. Okay, I get, I get that. Awake it. Everybody knows who's listening to this podcast. Stunning. 
I love a pink kit, and I've always wanted us to do a proper pink kit, yes, and it's nice. great. If we don't announce Kenny Vargas in it and just say he's just Ken, what are we doing with our lives <laughs> as a football club? Great like, shout. That, hey, a Hearts marketing team, if you're listening in. Oh, I've messaged Jordan already oh, and good, said if it doesn't good. happen, I hold him personally responsible. Nice. That and needs to happen. There is the best kit that we've ever released. Ever released? Ever. Look at However, that. it's just apparently a knockoff of a Celtic kit. Gaze piece. That is majestic. It's perfect. It's, it's literally perfect. It's actually beautiful. He's it better stay beautiful. sponsorless. It better stay sponsorless. Oh, Are we so upset for sponsorship? I do think it will. Yeah. But just even just the, the, the white umbro just disguising itself into it. The classic badge. The long sleeves. Is, and the socks. Don't even get oh, me started the socks on the are so socks. good. Oh. I love the socks. But has to be black boots only wearing that bad boy for me. <laughs> They're not going to do They're that. They're not going like, to do that and it's going to hurt me. But it should be plain black boots. It's just... Because, listen, I know that a lot of people were worried because it was like we weren't really doing anything special for the 150th anniversary and I still think the badge on all three of them should have been the badge with like the... Yeah. The hundred fiftieth badge kind of thing. Except do, like, the, I really like the, the badge. Of the feathers at the side and the hundred. Yeah, yeah. I think it should have been that. But it like everybody was shut up when the thud get the the video where it was like it was a mix of the heart song and Jurassic Park. Right. Like, it was just great. How weird was it to see Craig Gordon in an outfield player? So kit? odd. So, so odd. But that now you can see what they were doing for the entire duration of the summer collating that getting it all together <laughs> doing that that, that like, made it all worthwhile they Everybody won't care after that yeah they won't care about Michael McGovern no. at that point they'll just buy the kit but yeah it's <laughs> generally could you say the same folk that were berating the lack of signings like uh, just their general negativity their feeling toward the season were just like take my money as soon as they saw that it was just like how much how much do you want and I'll give yeah. you it for that Beautiful. Exactly, but yeah, generally I think two out of three are knocked at the park, and the other one thinks it's all right. So it's a good year for kits. I, I like all three. I, I, that I, that does worry me because we like it, it, they're they're beautiful, right? So they have to be remembered well. Yeah, that that does that doesn't tend to happen. And no, the eighth place finish will never look so glorious. <laughs> Can't wait. Shall we get into our tables just now? Before we yes. get into like our heart related predictions. Have you got one set? I do. I right. do indeed. Okay. Are we just going to go 12th to 1st? or? Well, I'll be honest with you, right? I'm not going to beat oh. around the bush here. My top 7 are how the top 7 finished last season. Interesting. Okay. I don't think it's going to change. Right. That's fine. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just intrigued by your bottom... My bottom five could be I, 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 completely interchangeable. I, I was going to say three, because I think there's okay. three teams that I realistically see for the drop. Right, go. Start at 12 and we'll go up. 12 St. Johnston. I've also got St. Johnston at 12. But then we said this last season and somehow they finished 10th or whatever. And but I know, this year listen. Just worse. Like, and this, this, this has given me the fear because. We're headed to a ground that we don't do well at. They've just been beat off Sterling Albion, with all due respect. Ayr and Stenhouse. But Stirling at, at McDermott, 4-0. Like, 
And we were going to draw like one each or something, didn't we? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I know that some people put too much emphasis into the League Cup group stages in both ways. Some people will go, God, look how good this team's done. They're going to have a good season and then it never really works out. Pre-season results and friendlies yeah. and all that malarkey anyway. But, that's St. Johnson look awful. I know, I saw today actually that Steve McLean was like, I had eight Absentee top level yeah. pros out that had something like over a thousand top flight games between them all missing. And he was like, I had to play, a f- I didn't have a single wide player, so I had to play a narrow, which I never want to do ever, but it was forced upon us. But he was like, I still should have been able to beat Still and Albion. Like, it doesn't, you're, a, you're St. Johnson, you should be able to beat Still and Albion, whoever, whatever team you play. They just look, and then Ayer and Stenhouse, it's like, they just look terrible so we'll get be- I don't even think we'll get points we'll get beat it'll be 1-0 Stevie May we've seen this script before for a corner as Frankie Kent falls over Liam like, Gordon that's bang. what we've seen <laughs> we've seen this script too many times yikes 11 I've got Dundee interesting just because I fucking hate Dundee I was like. tempted to go Dundee but there's actually I, I, I've gone Livingston I've got Livingston 10th. Oh, well, I've got Dundee 10th, so that's a nice little reveal. So, so again, we've got the same bottom the, three. The, the three teams, I think they'll be a cut below everybody else. I just look at Livy and I think to myself, Nicky Devlin and Jack Fitzwater, two key defensive components are away. They had an absolute shocker toward the end of last season. They we did. all started they did with fairness. that... that Cup, uh, that defeat in the cup to, to Inverness, Inverness never quite recovered never got back up I think it's tougher for Scottish clubs to attract players anyway but by the same score I don't want to write Livingston off because they've been written off so many times and they always seem to find a way yeah Martindale gets the best out of his squad but every every not. single inch that he can out of his squad yeah and I I, I, I don't know. I, I can't see them being automatically relegated. I just think... Could I see it in the playoffs? Potentially, I could, yeah. I think that's fair. As I say, I've got I've got Livingston literally just one place. I think they're going to have a massive drop-off from the last couple of seasons. I just think... Dundee always do this. <laughs> they come up and they're like, yes, we've finally got a good team. And then they get relegated again. Like, didn't this happen last time when they were like, oh, we've actually made some quite good signings and then they finished bottom? I thought Robbie was going to get that job. I know the United links, but I just oh, thought God, there was, I thought he seemed like the outstanding candidate. Could not believe they appointed no. Tony Dockery. That was such what's a gonna, weird one. This is what's going to happen. Tomorrow, Steve McLean's going to get sacked and Nielsen will get the St. Johnston job <laughs> just before we play them. <laughs> They'll turn us over. Yep. Oh, dear. Exactly. Right, so we've gone 10th down. 9th. So, I have Ross County. So do I. Ninth place. Bloody hell! We're just saying <laughs> the same things. But, uh, we're going we're gonna to change here. If your top seven have differed. Eighth. I've got Kilmarnock. Interesting. <laughs> ah, I was really... I was tempted to put Motherwell. But I've gone right. St. Mirren. Oh, you think there's going to be a drop-off? I do. I'll who have they you. lost? Curtis Main, who is massive for them. That's big. Yeah. Ayunga, I don't think has returned yet. Again, they've had another shocker. Well, not a shocker, but the the, the via play hasn't been great. 
I, I just I, I I don't know. Not not as like not all that convincing anyway. I just yeah. I, I, I don't know why. I just St. Mirren had such a good season. We're getting into the top six. Is that as good as it's going to get for them? Maybe. I, I mean, know. I don't think it's that bold or clean, considering, yeah, it was a huge achievement for them to get top six. They traditionally do finish more in that placement. Yeah. I just think that the bottom six I have, we'll get to my justification of seventh in a minute. I think Kelly have strengthened well. So do I. I think Kelly look, look like they've had a good window. And generally, I just think St. Mirren haven't. I know they've lost Maine, which is massive, right? And he might actually be proved to be a bigger loss than we even think. But maybe Bacchus out kept, the door as well. That's the big one for me. It's if they keep Bacchus, I think they'll be all right. But again, it it's so hard to predict middle of the table, top flight Scottish football oh. because it's like anything could happen. Because yeah. again, something could nick into the top six and then not win a game for the rest of the season. The team that finished seventh get eight more points, and it's like, oh well, they technically were sixth. I, like, I like the and like the budgets. There's kind of tiers of budgets as well, where it's like Celtic and Rangers. I'd even argue Celtic's budgets greater yeah. than Rangers is. Then you've got Hearts, Aberdeen, Hibs. Mm-hmm. Then below that, then it's much of a muchness. Yeah, like, really. Until you get to like Livy. If we're being honest, yeah. That. Aye. And it, Ross County, and Ross County like pretend I mean, to have the, money. they'll splash a bit dull, but they don't really recoup any, do they? So yeah, I don't know. Seventh, top, top of the bottom six. Seventh, I've got Motherwell again. So do I. So I think a lot of people are saying, "Oh well, look, Kettlewell ball, <laughs> like it was so good last season." Did that? Van it's like, Veen yeah. was crucial. Van Veen and Max Johnson, yeah, latter half of the yeah, season. They both were like grabbing ever grabbing Paul McGinn and just being like, like come on, Callum we'll do this. Back. Yeah, they've not replaced. Like we spoke about him earlier, Theo Bear is not a Kevin Van Veen replacement. Theo Bear, I know that he probably can't Connor get a Van Wilkinson, Veen. Not, yeah, not. Motherwell always seem to have a decent striker though. That is one thing I'm surprised that they've not replaced Kevin Van Veen with somebody like, whether it be like a Higdon or even like a. I don't know, somebody like a Chris Long or a Ryan yeah. Bowman. They've always had somebody that you feel as though they can kind of hang their hat on. And like John Abika's there, mate. I know, it's so weird. Like, he'll score against us. Of course he but, will. But, <laughs> who doesn't? They, just, they seem to have so many outgoings and haven't replaced them I at all. That, yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. So, yeah. But, and, and you sort of wonder as well, like, Kelwell's done well to a point, but. Surely that's got to come to an end at some stage soon as well. Yeah, you have to imagine. You have to imagine so. Into the big boys. Yep. Sixth, you'll have St Mirren then. I do indeed. And I've got Killy. Big improvement for Killy for you. It is, yeah. I just I just think they've recruited really well. I think last they have season done. was all about I, I said at the I said at the time, I think it's a championship squad staying up should be seen as the target anything other than that's a bonus I don't think it was a particularly great squad but I do feel as though they've signed really well in the summer I think I think it's premiership proven your your Matty Kennedy's your Marley Watkins might not be good enough for Aberdeen but I think they'll do a job for Kilmarnock Kyle McGuinness Stuart Finlay back as well 
I like Robbie Dees that was at Inverness the centre half. I think he's decent. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Kelly, I like big Kyle Vassell as well. I think he's a handful. I think he's I think he's somebody that Kelly can depend upon. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for for Kilmarnock to to finish sixth because I also think that Dennis McInnes is a is a really good manager. So I'm I'm going we'll for see. that. Who have you got fifth? Fifth. <laughs> I've got, as we know, I've got Hibs. I've got Hibernian. <laughs> oh, same. Now, I will, say, I will say this. I think third, fourth and fifth are all totally up for grabs between yes. the three of us. But I think it could be really tight. You say this, McIver. I've got a prediction for you. Oh, God. Regarding Hibernian Football Club. Right, wait a now. Because what I'm doing this year is it's making an actual document so I don't need nice. to go back. And so okay. that's why I've been typing. So anything you say, I'm keeping that's fine. on record. Adam Prediction. Adam predicts Lee Johnson will lose his job this season. Wow. When? I won't add that in, but I'm just interested. Do you think you'll see Christmas? Their October's tough. Much Everybody's like fucking October is. To, isn't it like October is just us and the old firm playing each other? They've got a decent run. They've lost to Inter Milan. Oh, sorry, Inter uh, Club Galatasaray. <laughs> in, uh, in Listen, Europe. they will. Uh, this is obviously getting released the night before they play the second leg. I think they could win that second leg like eight. Now, oh, they will, they'll, right? they'll beat them comfortably. But if they yeah. don't, they might already be away. It's, so it, that could be a massive well, no. stroke. If they somehow don't, he'll get sacked before the night's over. Because it would be the worst result in the history of the That would be the prediction Europe. of all predictions. <laughs> if you <laughs> come out with a statement, Lee Johnson will be sacked, and 24 hours later he does, it'll be like, right, lottery numbers <laughs> right now. But I do agree But generally, I, 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 I think they'll think stuff them. But Hibs have spent big. They spent some big dough. I mean, this, this fella from the Dutch club... Uh, up front is it Venti the striker Venti Dylan yep. Levitt obviously Will Fish back I think there's an expectation he's on been amongst the fans yeah he has proper he's the, mo- he's yeah. the most that I can remember in a good while um, I think I think they're going to go for it um, but I don't think he's the man to necessarily take them there I think there's a kind of a catalogue of not Johnson fuck ups per se but like I don't know. I, I feel like last season the recruitment was all over the place, and I don't know whether you can pin that yeah. solely on him. But by the same score, he's got to get a tune at the players. And Hibs' squad was decent enough. I don't know. It, 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 last season was an improvement with finishing, what, ninth or eighth the season prior? Yeah. But I don't know. I, he's, he's teetering on the edge of. Of, of the sack from me he's still I'm still sceptical towards Lee Johnson that's fair that's very fair so who have who have you got finishing outside the top three uh, Rangers <laughs> <laughs> imagine you've like quietly got that uh, fourth I'm putting my neck on the line here I'm going to say Aberdeen is this entirely based around the fact that Europe will affect them? Yes. That's fair. It's yeah. fair. It's, it's, it's essential, my thinking. Again, Barry Robson, the feel-good fact that it's got to come to an end at some stage. I also see it that... felt like it was coming towards an end towards the end of that last season. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
hopefully this spills over and we can build a, a decent enough of a gap to then not piss it away like we did yeah. last year. I, I don't know. Aberdeen always sell well, but I think Ross McCrory, somebody like that, is a big loss. I'm amazed that they've mm-hmm. kept a hold of Duke and Miofsky. They've also yeah, brought in this Sinclair boy up front. Yeah. They've just dec- uh, today they declined one point one million for, for Ramadani. Ramadani. Saw that, and I'm amazed that they've signed Shinny and Clarkson. I think their their business has been good, but again, yeah. is it enough in terms of bodies? Not really on top of what was there last year, and I think at the back as well they're still a wee bit iffy because they've not re-signed the boy Pollock who was alone from Watford. No, I don't. I think McDonald's help. the only one, and they seem to be kind of putting in full backs at centre halves at the minute so whether we see a centre back or two they've obviously got Reese Williams to come into the equation eventually but yeah, I don't know that's fair I, I just I really hope that this is the year that we capitalise and to be honest if we'd be as well speaking about Europe now I'm not overly confident against Rosenborg would I take an no. early exit if it meant that it guaranteed third guaranteed group stage football again next season yeah in a heartbeat so that's my thinking and then so obviously I've went us because I've just kept the same okay, top so season Aberdeen third and I've gone us third Aberdeen third but as I say I think third fourth and fifth I wouldn't be surprised if Hibs got third if we got third or if Aberdeen got third no I really wouldn't no no I, I'd, I'd, I'd go along with that I think yeah so we so we are basically in agreement that the top two are nailed on. The top three, uh, sorry, the third to fifth are nailed on. So that's five. Mm-hmm. We've basically yeah. agreed that eight places are pretty much nailed on if we include the bottom three as well. Yeah, this is so from it's only the that four in the middle, from sixth yeah. to ninth, ninth that were a bit dubious. But I think we've gone for pretty much the same. But even then, three of the clubs are still the same, just in yeah. different positions. This is definitely the most like same that we've been since we started doing this i don't know if that either says a we just now know how each other think similar last year no we were but we didn't have this amount i can see we had six the same in terms of similarities and then seven in terms of roughly in the same area but i had like i was off by five places on one you were off by four places and stuff like that in terms of our own predictions against each other the biggest difference we have is three well so, so I don't know if that just says the league is predictable or if we just think the same about the league. <laughs> like Probably. either we're idiots or we're really smart. Yes, so I suspect it's the former, but it probably is. Hearts-related predictions. You gave yes. me the categories. So we've got top goal scorer, signing of the season, best young player, and player of the year. Now, of course, we're doing this on the first of August, where we've made two outfield signings. Nice. I personally, and there's a central midfield player. Yes, exactly. I am not including in my sign of the season chat Tagawa or Vargas. Okay, just in case something happens and they don't sign. That's fine. I'm I'm the exact same, so that's fine. All right, perfect. So, who have you got top goal scorer? Shanks, obviously. As do I. That I think that's surely unless he gets injured and then we're fucked. That's true. That is very true. So. Please Sign announce the, the forward season. soon. <laughs> I know, exactly. Sign in of the season. I've gone uh, Frankie Kent at the back. Well, this is perfect because I've went Neuenhoff. Oh, interesting. 
So we've got them both. They're both covered. It's fine. Okay, that's good. Uh, best young player. Uh, he qualifies, but oh, I've just realised that he might take signing of the season as well. So I've gone Callum Newenhoff. Ah, okay, that's fair enough. That's who fair you, enough. Who have you opted for? I've went the same person as last year, even though he never fucking played. Connor Smith. <laughs> <laughs> nice, like it. He, he signed a new deal. Surely it means yeah, he's going to play. Yeah, maybe. But then, yeah, I, think, I just think Newenhoff for the the tag, the hype. 22. Yeah, that's fair. And then player of the year. Honestly, I probably should. Ch- I didn't realise how young he was. I thought he was. I thought he was ineligible. I'm controvert. I'm changing it to Newenhoff because if how can I have? Ah, come on. How can I have signing Sign of the, the season? season. Yeah. I, I gave you shit for this last year when you picked yeah. player of the year. Yeah, and top uh, goal fact, so no, Shankland. you don't get to change it. No, no. I gave <laughs> you the option at the time to change it, and you went, "No, I'm sticking my neck in the line." I'm not sticking my neck in the line. I'm sticking my neck firmly like in the me. block. Yeah, and Comfortable. So, player of the year, Shanks. I have also went Lauren Shankland as well. So the only one that we def, only one that we differ on. Yeah. <laughs> signing of the season and you've gone for Newenhoff and then realised oh yeah that would be that he's the best young player probably yeah nice. well you've said best young player and then not picked him for signing of the season yeah well I, I, Kent will get it's something. happening again Kent, it's GMS and Alan Forrest Kent, over again <laughs> Kent will get something and put it this way it's either he or Newenhoff Newenhoff can take <laughs> young player because we don't have any other young players so we'll give Kent signing of the season that's fair. Is my thinking. This is when neither of them ever play and Kenny Vargas scores 48 <laughs> goals. Right. To conclude, I've made a little quiz that oh I God. thought I'd surprise you with. Oh my God. I didn't I, think I we were doing I thought I it was going to go into this, St. Johnston preview. No, no. Well, we can talk about St. Johnston if you want, but we've basically covered that Just, in the fact I that. I think we both we're going think, to get beat. Yeah, you think we'll get beat. I think we'll get a one all draw at best. So yeah. let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, this quiz. This was not prepared at all. So I just thought I'd catch you off guard. I thought it would be entertaining. Uh, In fairness, it's not like we revise for them. We don't know. And look, the quiz isn't that big a deal. It's fine. Why am I suddenly... For people watching this, why am I suddenly so blue? (laughs) There we go. I fixed it. I was just suddenly blue. (laughs) Five questions is normal. Uh, True or false in there? Who am I in there? Yeah. Right. Looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. First one. First one of the season. So, if we remember, last season it finished 18-8 to me. So, there's a Shocking. 10 difference. Shocking. Right. So, let's this see is, if I can start well. I was about to say, let's see how you get off with this start. First question. Hearts played their last pre-season friendly against Leeds United. Can you name three former Jambos that also played for the Whites? No, because me and my brother at the game did this, and I could only think of one. Who's the one? And it's Connor Shaw to say. Christ, I didn't even have him on the list. Oh, what? <laughs> Shit. Oh, wait. Not that we signed from Leeds, just to have played No, no, who have played for both. Oh, fuck. Right, well, the point we were doing was directly signed from Leeds. Yeah, I could only I, think I of even, I couldn't even tell you that he signed from Leeds. I forgot all about him, and yet I did him yep. as a Who Am I the other week. On loan. The other week, oh my God. I say, like, it was a other week or two week. ago. Yeah, the two other month, maybe. <laughs> Alan Smith never played for him. 
I, I, I don't remember Tony Yeboah having a stint in doggy. Yeah, exactly. Did Harry Kuehl come ever? I was actually quite I proud can't... of this question. I, I thought of three off the top of my head, and then I googled it, and I got this other answer. But Connor Shaughnessy never appeared. I'm going to, right. I'm counting Connor Shaughnessy as one because that yeah, is I'll a, give you that. that is an answer. I'll give you that. Mainly because I don't know anyone else. So I'm trying to think of any names that have ever played for Leeds that played for us. And genuinely, I can't. There's no point in me even sat. So no. not. I can't. I can only. There's think three of defenders Shaughnessy. in our lifetime that have. In our lifetime. No, now four of us. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Now, why is it just defenders? I, why I, do we exclusively yeah, sign defenders? Don't know. Did Adam Eckersley play for Leeds? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Did Danny Granger play for no, Leeds? No. I, I like that you've got English left backs. I'm just going English left backs as a point. Right. There's an I'm Irish right Webster. back, if that helps. Irish right back? Yeah. When the fuck have we had an Irish right back? <laughs> Another who am I? You're not getting the points for any of these, but it's nah. just for a bit of fun. We've had a Northern Irish right back. Yeah. And we had an but Irish Mikey right Smith back that then went play. on to play for Hibs as well. What? Oh, you've given... I forgot he was Irish. <laughs> Alan Mabry. <laughs> right, and then I, I can't I've got get another two centre-halves, one from Australia, the other from Lithuania. Somebody who we both idolise. Zal played at Zal, Leeds. Zal left us and signed for Leeds. Uh, why do I think he went straight to Rangers? And then, and then obviously to Rangers after that. Uh, did Dylan McGowan play? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like your guess, but no. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Patrick Kisnorbo. Ah, oh, bollocks. The the other answer that I had uh, off Google was Jock White. I don't know if that's one for our older listeners. Don't no know idea about that Jock is. White, so hold my hands up. Sorry, sorry. Well, team. I got two. Th- I got two thirds of a point. That was all right. But that's no. That's no you point. You kind of redeemed though. yourself towards the end. Not really. Yeah, but kind of. Um, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> second question: Two former Hearts players are managing clubs that were relegated in the SPFL last season. Can you name them? Edinburgh City didn't get relegated, so it's no Maybury. No. Is he, even, is he still Edinburgh City? Man? Yeah, he is. Right. Steve McLean, didn't, Johnson didn't get relegated. <laughs> I like that. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, could, be another, could be another fellow jambo that's taken a team down. Stenhouse Muir didn't get relegated, so Gary Naismith doesn't it count why can I only think of the fucking managers who are just not in I can't even think right who got relegated last season so that's that's a good way of doing it yeah who finished bottom of the top flight last season why can't I think who the finished? only team that fell out the top flight last I season I know your mate Jim Goodwin oh of course yeah, <laughs> oh, right. Jesus he Christ wakey, wakey. He doesn't, right he doesn't count listen this does much like pre-season friendlies yeah, this rusty. is a pre-season quiz I was rusty it doesn't fucking this, count right? you're right you're right um, right so right Jim Goodwin doesn't count no because he's still managing Dundee United as well right they've, from the they've, championship they've, they've, they've kind of so one inherited a shit show in fact they, no right. they, I tell a lie they both inherited shit shows and have kept their jobs I think for the upcoming season all oh, right, so they were both managers at the time when that they got were relegated. relegated. Yeah, right. I don't know who got relegated from the championship or League One. Uh, what League Two? Callum Elliott. No, good guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a cow beef. Yep. 
Having left yeah. Penny Cook, the scumbag. And now I can just think of Andy Kirk at Breakin. I'm great at... Why wasn't the question, name all the former... I think I've got every single one. That's decent. <laughs> like bar, bar the two that I'm looking for. You're on a roll here. Fucking hell. Um, who are former players that went... Berra was the assistant manager at Livy last season. And now he's not. Who are former players that are... Naismith's us. But Do you want the divisions that they're competing in this season? Yeah. So one has gone from out of League 2 into the Lowland League. And the other has gone from Championship to League One. Right. They're the worst ones. Because I <laughs> dick in who got relegated. I should know the Lowland League one as well because Gal is my local team. Um, we're thinking, hey, Lowland League B team's doing class, by the way. Flying the B team. Keep these kill right <laughs> off amazing. top. They well, are, in Liam they're, Fox. Uh, they're all one. <laughs> uh, I'm now ignoring the teams and trying to just think of former players who are now managers. And I cannot do it at all. So just tell me the answers. Paul Hartley, who's back at Cove Rangers. Cove got relegated. I didn't even know that. They're in League One now. Uh, and Sandy Clark. Albion Rovers dropped out the pyramid oh. and are in the Lone League. And Sandy Clark is there at Gaffer. This is cruelly exposing how much I do not care about lower league right. Scottish Listen, football. Listen, th- this, this podcast provides an education. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> not much of one a, a pointless no. heart related education but yeah. <laughs> education nonetheless <laughs> MacIver <laughs> speaking of education number oh, three fuck. how do you spell summer signing Callum Newenhoff's name <laughs> no I don't know I, I keep getting it wrong I'm going to just guess Callum. well that's a different spelling though well. it's, <laughs> right I'm guessing here. Uh-huh. I'm going to guess it the way I wrote it down here, which has a, right. a it has a red underline, okay. so it doesn't recognise it as well. N i e w e n h o f, but there's a u in there, and I know there is. Yeah, there is between the e and the yeah. w. So n i e u w e n h o f. So you're unlucky. So you're I, I was unlucky. right, but, right, but I forgot the u. <laughs> right, true oh. or false. Michael McGovern left his first two professional clubs having failed to make an appearance for them. I think that's true. You going final answer? I'm going true. He's off the mark! <laughs> so yeah! I'm just, I'm, in my head I was like, I cannot start this new season and get my first ever zero. I thought, I thought I'd rope you in and that you might think that it was only at Celtic. But he, never played, he never played for Celtic or Dundee United, but he was loaned ah. out to Stranraer and St Johnston whilst he was in Glasgow. Right. Well done, mate. Well done. Thank fuck for that. That's it. Off the mark. That's the most yep. important thing. You Take go into it. this, who am I? Not giving a toss. Who gives a yeah. shit about it? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It does not matter a jot, but we're going to do it anyway. Right, McIver. I joined the Jambos as a development player before a loan spell in the lower leagues with a club that has since dropped out of the Scottish Pyramid. I scored my first goal for Hearts alongside a youth academy graduate in a victory at Tynecastle against the team that the men in Maroon play this weekend. I've played in both Europe and North America since leaving Hearts but received my first full international call-up whilst in Gorgie. Who am I? Right, well that doesn't help my guess. Because I, th- I had a guess until you said that Wikipedia last thing. As we speak. I thought, for some reason in my head, I had Sam Nicholson in my head. Because I was like, 
did he go to Cowden Beef or something on loan? <laughs> I don't, or I don't think he did have a I don't think he did because he just was chucked in. He was just like, we need everybody. Right, so they've played internationally. Can I please get the, the nation this man played internationally for? Slash, he might not have got a game. So, like, who did he get called up for when he was at us? Canada. I think I know the answer, but I, I need thought, years. I thought this might give it away. Oh, no, wait, shit! There's two players it could be nice. in my head. Oh, and they play at the same time. So the year question is... Oh, wait. Oh, wait, bollocks. Was this player a defender? He was. Is it Marcus Godinho? Very good, MacIver. Very good. Very good. See, you can fuck me on the quiz. <laughs> who am I is where I'm good. Yeah, I thought, I thought I might have made that a wee bit too easy toward the end. But yes, very good. I, in fairness to you, though, I tried to word last... it so that it was tricky, but yeah, bef- it didn't bef- throw you If you off. hadn't mentioned the international question, I wouldn't have asked their nationality. Oh, no, yeah, I wasn't going to include that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. I, I don't know why he popped asked... in my head. He popped in my head at some random yeah. point in the summer, as, as he does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as, he, as he does. <laughs> as he does. Um, so I, I would have just assumed, because yeah. often I assume players are Scottish. Yes, so I thought I might rope you in with that, but then I was like, uh, I, I was a bit short, a bit light, so I was like, well, yeah. I'll, I'll go for the international call-up, but that could come back to bite me. Well, and it has, that's the risk you take, but well done. We continue, We start the new season as we ended the last start one, me smashing on. the who am I. That's it, Get exactly. It. Right. Hopefully hearts well, start as they mean to go on this weekend. What a final sentence to say Thank you. on that. So... Massive thank you for listening to us. We hope that you're glad that we're back. If you're not, then fair play. We just work come back next week. It's fine. <laughs> this will be a one and done first episode. All right. But if you have enjoyed it, please let us know on social media. We're at Petty Paisley on everything. Uh, by the way, I'm telling you right now, I'm not updating the little Twitter logo and the thing. X can fuck off. Yeah, we're not. We're okay. No. It's, I'm still, it's I'm still tweeting out that it's from, on Twitter. Don't care. Yeah. Shut up, Elon. You're not getting the Perth to Paisley mantle upgrade, which I know that you're devastated about. Honestly, ruining a perfectly good app. First it was Twitter Blue, now this. Shocking. Well, you can listen to us, not on Twitter Blue, but on Apple, (laughs) Spotify, all various podcast platforms and we do hope you enjoy it if you do leave us a review on that you can also watch us on youtube please leave a like comment and subscribe if you have done that you can get us on email as well pettypaisley at gmail.com adam where can they get you on twitter slash x and all other forms of social media (laughs) you can get me on twitter stroke x stroke instagram stroke snapchat stroke facebook at adam t kendo i think that's got to be the title as well isn't it start as you mean to go on there's a, yeah, there's a wee definitely. bit on, on screen admin for you. What See, about you, McIver? I am at McIver 22 We'll be back next week to discuss the first league game of the season. Hopefully, some new signings that have come in and anything else that happens. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Come on, the hearts!